Hello, witches and wanderers. My name is Missa. And my name is Katie, and welcome to the Baby Witch Podcast. Because I think that the, the podcast shouldn't necessarily just be for new witches. It yeah. could also be for people that are curious about it. interested in witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Maybe don't won't ever necessarily call themselves a witch, but identify with the witch. Yeah. What if instead of wanderers, it's wanderers? Like you are wondering. Ooh, this. okay. Yeah, witches and wanderers. Yeah. I like that. That's also part of why it took me so long to answer your one of those links is because I got up to get myself a Perrier. So <laughs> nice. You got to do what you got to do. I'm drinking prosecco because you know. I'm a lush. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, so do you want to get started and yeah. talk about our journey of witchcraft and yeah? Well, first, you know, first we should probably say hello and welcome to the first episode of the Baby Witch Podcast. Um, Yay! <laughs> um, I am Katie, and I am Missa. And we're two friends who met during college, and over the years, we've both become witches and have supported each other in that path. And, um, you know, we're... Yeah, I would say that we both realized (laughs) over the years that we are witches rather than necessarily becoming witches, I think. Yeah, that's correct. We were both already there. (laughs) Yep. And then, uh, yeah, and then we just have, like, helped each other figure that out, and we're still relatively new, but we, you know, it's kind of an intimidating path to start down, so we kind of just wanted to. Yeah, it is. I think, uh, especially feel, like, being new at this, but I wrote my thesis on witchcraft seven years ago, but also, like, I'm still a baby witch. I still don't know. I'm not an expert. I don't, I feel like there's every day something new like on we're recording this on august 8th which is the lion's gate portal and i literally just heard about it yesterday (laughs) for the first time yeah i remember hearing about it last year but being like eh i don't know what that is i'll figure out what it is eventually and then this year yeah i still don't really know it's like when the sun and sirius and something are all lined up and i'll figure it out for next year i guess i don't know all i know it's important and it's a portal you should try to make things happen, but I didn't. Instead, I came home and like read and watched TV. So, yay! <laughs> okay, so Katie, why don't you tell me, us, I don't know, whoever's listening, about your early days of witchcraft, pre-college, pre-meeting me, before you identified as a witch? Yeah. So. I didn't have, like, I've always felt really deeply connected to nature, like, even when I was, like, really, really young um, in, you know, middle school and high school, I would always say that I feel, you know, the divine more in nature than I do in a church, and, um, you know, I was born and raised in Colorado. Um, When I was a kid, my uh, family was very evangelical. Um, go to church every Sunday, very religious. My aunt owned a Jesus store at one point. Um, (laughs) uh, And then uh, 
when I was eight, my youngest sister passed away. And my dad was has never been religious since then. Um, although I've talked to him and he kind of holds the same belief as me is like seeing um, nature as a kind of holy animus. Um, and then, uh-huh. but my mom and my mom was the problem one and she's not in my life anymore. Um, but she was more into kind of being religious for show. Um, and so uh-huh. she kind of got caught up in the anti, like, anti-witchcraft stuff when I was in middle school. I had a friend who wanted me to like buy this witchcraft book and, you know, experiment with the occult with her. And my mom found out and got upset. And also like, I was Mm. never ever allowed to be a witch or a vampire for Halloween when I was in middle school or high school, which is funny because I think my third or fourth Halloween, my mom did dress me up as a witch. So I don't know what changed in that time (laughs) frame. Yeah, so then, like, I spent a lot of time in youth group, and then I went to Catholic high school, and so I learned a lot about Christian theology, and I kind of got jaded with it, like, because you have to take theology courses if you go to a Catholic high school. I feel like I learned too much Mm -hmm. about how Christianity came to be the Christianity that it is today, and it made really disenchanted with it because it doesn't seem to be actually that divine it seems to me to be more based on like corruption and the way that people you know a thousand years ago thought that they could gain power um yes power dynamics absolutely I think like at a certain time like maybe immediately after Christ died or like the first hundred years after Christ died it would have been a much more authentic religion but to me it's just kind of like oh so women can't uh women can't be priests and um you know you have to do xyz and i just and the sicker for me is i could never get aligned with a religion that said you know if you are born into such and such culture where they don't believe in jesus and that's just a cultural thing like say you're born in the middle east and you're raised muslim and you become yeah. very very devout you could be a good person but because you don't believe in jesus you're going to hell like that didn't logically make sense for a religion that I was also told that, you know, God is love and God loves all his children. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up, uh, we stopped, I just stopped being Christian and, uh, but I still, you know, believed in the divine. I kind of was more of a polytheist, like believing that, you know, there is a, something divine. There is a God for better lack of word, but you know, all religions are kind of different paths to the same thing. So you might as well figure out what works best for you. And then, um, Missa, do you want to talk about your early years? Yeah. So I was also raised very religious, very Catholic, but not, I don't know. I was very Catholic, but not like strict Catholics. We were like Kennedy Catholics. (laughs) I would always joke about that. I saw like a Obama sticker in my grandma's car and I was like, well, who are we? The Kennedys? What is this? Democratic Catholics were crazy. Um, but I feel like Catholicism definitely led me toward witchcraft. Uh, it's very ritualistic and, you know, you've got all these saints, patrons say to this and that. Um, and it's also, you know, the early Catholics were trying to figure out how to get the pagans to join their religion. So it's very much a pagan based religion. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I was still, you know, church every Sunday, but my family was totally cool with me being like the weird little witchy kid. I was obsessed with witches from forever. I don't even remember like, getting into it. I was always into it. Um, charmed and the craft, which I was not allowed to watch, but I did thinking my mom wouldn't notice. She noticed. Um, and like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, all those shows. Uh, I remember um, at one point my mom even bought me like a little like pink book of shadow type thing. And it was like how to be a kitchen witch and how to be like a garden witch. And it was just like a cutesy little like kids spell book. Um, but also nature was such a big part of my childhood. I grew up on an acre of land and my grandma lived next door and she had an acre. So I had just two acres of like gardens and fruit trees, um, just to run around in by myself and entertain myself. And my grandma had like fairy statues all over the property, like in her garden. Um, and her garden was just like, um, she had like trellis, a trellis fence. And so it was just like overrun with ivy and it was this beautiful lush green garden. And I felt so at peace there. I would crawl into the ivy and just like sit and read inside this ivy bush. They would lose me, you know, little four-year-old me or whatever on two acres. They'd be running around. Nissa, where are you? Where are you? And I was just, you know, in there reading my book, content as could be. And then my family also went camping every year. And so I would go and like hike through the wildflowers. Um, and again, like go find a little place to read my book um, or to write whatever. Um, so I just, I loved nature and I always felt at peace in nature. And then high school rolled around and I got super Catholic. Um, I was in a small town. There wasn't, I think much else to do. So Wait. My best friend and I, we went to- Wait, so you were, hmm? I've heard stories about stuff you did in high school and you did all that while you were super, super Catholic. I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I also went to Catholic church to like meet boys. It worked. Um, the second boy I ever kissed was we were playing hide and seek with my church youth group. And also I think probably in like an Ivy Bush, uh, but yeah, so I went to church to meet boys, but also just like was super Catholic, um, super, went to church every Sunday. I was an altar server. I was a Eucharistic minister and a lector. Um, so I was actually the person that would like hand out the bread and the wine. Um, I would read from the Bible to the whole congregation as, you know, 16 year old me. And I didn't ever really have a problem like mixing my re religiosity with my kind of, it, I wouldn't have called it witchcraft back then, but with, you know, my more spiritual nature astrology side, um, because I was like, well, you know, God made magic. Of course, magic is real. Um, but I did have a hard time uh, justifying my belief that like women should be able to have abortions and gay people should get married mm -hmm. with the Catholic church. Yeah. So but I, when I went to our Catholic college, I was still very Catholic. And when I met you, you were still very religious yes. as well. Yes. Uh, with your pure by choice yes. ring. Well, I didn't have a ring, but I was pure by choice back then. <laughs> but yeah. I thought you did. Um, but yeah, so then we met each other and we ended up living together 
um, sophomore through senior year off and on. Mm-hmm. Um, and was it, it must've been junior year that we took a women and religion. What was it called? It was just women in religion. Yeah, it was just women in religion. So we went to St. Mary's college of California in Moraga, California. If you don't know where that is, it's like directly in between Oakland and Berkeley and Walnut Creek in the East Bay of the San Francisco Bay area. Um, and yeah, we had, to, you had to take two theology courses. That was a requirement for graduation. One was interpreting the Bible. Theology and religious, theology and religious studies. Yeah. So, um, we had, I had some Catholic kids at the high, at the college tell me, well, you know, the courses here are really more religious studies. They're not theology based because they were mad because the professors were academic and not preachy. Okay. All right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so it was, um, what was the first class called? I only ever remember it as Biblet. It was uh, like in Bible interpretation or something. I just, yeah, I don't know the real name of it, but it was basically a class where they taught you how to interpret the Bible, because that is one good thing about Catholicism is they want you to interpret the Bible rather than read it literally. Um, but then you had to take one miscellaneous um, religious studies course after that, and we both decided to take the same women and religion course, and that was the first course that like told, taught me that there was such a thing as like neo-paganism and green religion and all this stuff, and it, yeah. yeah. I mean, I always heard about like Wicca growing up um, and I think I heard about paganism as well, but I didn't quite understand the difference between paganism and Wicca. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I never really vibed with Wicca. I never yeah. connected to it. Like I connected with Catholicism. And so I didn't um, ever look into it more when I was younger, but then seeing it from an academic standpoint was really eye opening for me um, to see the different ways that you could practice and that it wasn't dogmatic. And I think that's why I had a trouble understanding it because I was Catholic. And so the, there are very strict principles that you have to follow and very strict rituals. And with um, like neo-paganism, you kind of just do it however you want to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. And that's part of what I love about um, neo-paganism or witchcraft is like, you know, it's really, you just do whatever resonates with you. Um, and you can change it around for your different, you know, whatever point in life that you're at. Um, like right now, working with herbs and plants is, is really resonating with me, but maybe it's not always going to do that. Maybe at some point I'm going to want to transfer to doing more, I don't know, candle magic or something like that. And I don't know, it always, yeah. You know, Um, well, the class, like one of the things that we learned about, um, in that course was about, uh, the wheel of the year. Um, so the eight Sabbaths, which, um, correspond to the winter and summer solstices, the fall and spring equinoxes, equinoxes. (laughs) And I was going to guess equinox die, but that is pulling something out of my butt. So. (laughs) Um, and then um, the cross-quarter days. So that's um, Imolk or Candlemas at February 1st. And then um, Beltane, May 1st. Uh, Lamas or Lunasa, which is August 1st. And then Samhain, which is October 31st. 
those are the northern hemisphere dates the reverse for the southern hemisphere yeah, but learning about those really really resonated with me i'm from a farm town so you know our lives really really revolved around the harvest and crops and planting and all of that so I, I mean, just immediately, that's what I realized, like, yes, this is for me. Like, I want to worship the changing of the seasons. Yeah, and they really resonated for me as well. So long story short with this class is it, like, kind of sparked something in me. And I, like, tried to build an altar on my bookshelf in our old college apartment, but it didn't really, like, resonate. And I, like, didn't really keep up with it. But I really liked this feel of the year. And even, like, up until when I got more serious about witchcraft a year or year a year and a half ago, like we would still text each other like, oh, blessed Lama, so blessed, you know, Yule. And that was one thing that we stopped up even, you know, when we weren't being serious about witchcraft. Weren't really practicing. Yeah. Yeah. So because we took this women in religion course, I had to write a thesis for the, um, women's and gender studies major, part of my major. I was a split in English and women's and gender studies. And I chose to write about modern American witchcraft as a feminist religion. And it ended up being more of a compare and contrast of uh, Starhawk's reclaiming tradition and Z Budapest's Dianic Wicca. And the conclusion of the thesis was basically that uh, Z Budapest is a turf. And <laughs> I mean, that terminology wasn't around back then, but I kind of came to that conclusion on my own after studying everything, which was super embarrassing because while I was studying it, I was like put, tweeting things about learning and Z Budapest saw the tweet and, she, you know, she said, I'd love to read it when you're done. And I was like, no, girl, I do not paint you in a pretty picture. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, also- but that was back in 2012 and witchcraft back then was not super popular and it was really hard to get my hands on like source material and just any information I would love to rewrite that thesis today because there's like 300 witch 101 books that I could go off of no the witch lit has gotten better I like it yeah my my reading list just never ends Mm -hmm. (laughs) every time I finish a book I have to put two more on the list yeah it's a problem my amazon list like around Christmas last year I got it down to almost being like one or two books because I like you know got stuff for Christmas I know except then I immediately loaded it back up again so yeah nice well that so that was college and then like we said after college we both just kind of followed the wheel of the year um Oh, you know, a little bit wasn't big rituals or anything I wasn't calling the corners or casting circles or doing anything like that I was mostly just like making myself a seasonal meal and maybe dressing in a color that reminded me of that season (laughs) that was pretty much all I did for five years and for me it was more like I'd try to like eat something special or like you know wearing a skirt has always made me feel like more feminine and in tune with my body so on sabbaths I'd like try to dress nice and wear a dress or a skirt and um I grew up, um, my mother was a florist growing up and, you know, there's no child labor laws for family businesses. So I started working at her, for her company at a very young age. And because of that, I have a really strong connection with flowers and plants. So I'd always like try to buy myself fresh flowers on the Sabbaths and um, yeah. So yeah, but other than that, like I didn't 
really know a whole lot about the Sabbaths or why they were what they were. I was just like, oh, this is a special day if you worship nature. So I'm going to observe it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then December of 2017, I uh, decided that 2018 was going to be my witch year. I ordered myself some like crystal pendant necklaces, just a quartz, rose quartz, and amethyst. And I was like, all right, this is it. Like, I'm getting witchy in 2018. I've decided this is what I'm going to do. I'd probably started like five year and a days previously and just never made it the full year and a day. So I was like, okay, but this time it's for real. So I got my crystals and I started looking for podcasts because I listened to a bunch of political podcasts and I found uh, Pam Grossman's The Witch Wave. And that just changed everything for me. And it turned out that December of 2017 was also when Katie and I entered our Saturn return. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. It's funny how things work like that. Yeah. And it's actually really funny because I think you had that in mind beforehand. Because I remember you introduced me to Pam Grossman's Witch Wave podcast, I think in like November. So Missa um, studied English and women's studies and I studied anthropology and archaeology. So I went into this with like a, okay, I don't really know if magic is real, but I'm just going to like look at this from an anthropological point of view. And then like I got more into it. And then um, I think in one of her episodes, Pam Grossman recommends you read um, Drawing Down the Moon as a good starting um, witchcraft book. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of a more anthropological look at witchcraft. So I'm, you know, I'm still staying anthropological. I'm not involved. And then, like, a third of the way through the book, I was, like, calling myself a witch and trying to, like, look up rituals and buying, <laughs> like, how-to books. And, yeah, that's, uh, that's basically, I... Yeah, I remember yeah. you, uh, you texted me and you kind of said, you know, I don't really, I still don't really resonate with Wicca, but I'm, I'm really considering identifying as a witch outside of the religious part of it, but still being pagan, but also being a pagan witch. yeah. yeah. And that's basically it. Like, I still, like, talk to some gods and goddesses, but it's more, like, looking at them as archetypes. Um, and I don't know. But probably if I have, like, a belief in the divine, it's more of, like, a belief in, like, anima, like, nature anima, kind of. I don't know. It's hard to describe. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my pantheon's definitely grown over the years. And I think that's, so I, I mean, I will say December of 2017 was when I decided to like buckle down and be a witch. But uh, before that, I definitely had been identifying with Hecate for a long time. Um, and I don't even remember how that got started. I just like one day realized like, oh, the goddess of witchcraft. Like, yeah, that's my witch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I had a similar relationship with um, Artemis like I was super duper into Greek mythology as a kid and I've always you know loved 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 Artemis um, and I had the opportunity to go to Turkey in 2015 and I actually went to the you know one of the old seven wonders of the world the temple of Artemis which is now just like a couple pillars but I bought a little uh, uh, a little Artemis statuette there and so like between that and a few other things that I picked up over the years I was like oh so this is this is an altar that I've had on my desk this entire time and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that as 
the more you identify as a witch, the more you realize, oh, I've always been a witch. Like, oh, this has always been something I was into. I was like that with a fe- like identifying as a feminist too. I go back and be like, uh, oh wait, I was I was always a feminist. I remember being outraged about, you know, boys and girls lining up in separate lines to go to recess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so maybe let's get into more of like what our practice looks like right now. Just like now that we're Oh yeah. Yeah. Um so I still follow the sun holidays so the the wheel of the year um so those are based off of the the solar journey of this (laughs) why are words failing me maybe it was those two glasses of prosecco of the year um yeah well yeah the wheel of the year is are the solar holidays they're based off of the sun you know the longest day of the year the shortest day of the year when the the sun when the daylight is equal to the night, those kinds of things. And then I've also added in um, new moon practices. And mostly they're just little rituals, a little um, meditations, things like that. Almost kind of like, again, I was raised Catholic. So like that dogma is still in my brain and like the rituals are still in my brain. So almost, you know, like a mini mass. I'll just sit and I'll say my little like mantra or you know, invoke a, a deity, um, and then have, you know, like cakes and ale kind of a thing. It's usually wine and some kind of chocolate because those are the things that I like. They make me happy and all acts of love and pleasure are my rituals. <laughs> um, but other than that, I don't really do a whole lot of spell work. Um, I have some crystals. I, I really don't use too many crystals. Um, and I'm trying to get to know tarot and astrology more but those are things I'm definitely still learning about what about you well for me yeah I do the same thing I try to um you know do the sabbats and espats um for the sabbats like I kind of try to do a little ritual or spell depending on what it is or yeah I usually yeah even in the past year um and it really has only been a year since I started that practice of making sure I do a ritual on each um, major pagan holiday. Um, but even on ones where I was like, yeah, just going through a bad time and super drained, I made sure I did something. Um, but yeah, and then I try to like, my full moon ritual is super simple. I just like try to find the moon if there's a clear night um, and just like drink a glass of wine or tea or I have some uh, tea. Um, honey infused or THC infused honey that I mix into a tea and sometimes I just like you know drink a little bit of that or you know bubbly water something something special um and then I just like you know thank the moon for everything that has that I've been blessed with in the last month um and then new moons are a little bit more complicated I do try to do some sort of ritual to set an intention as the moon waxes um I'm lucky enough, so I live in Denver, and I'm lucky enough that we have a really great um, uh, witchcraft store slash um, ritual space slash education center, um, ritual craft, and they, there's a woman there that does these new moon rituals when she is not living in Ireland for half the year, Um, and she, uh, well, she leads a hard life. I'm, I'm incredibly jealous of her. She's goals for sure. Very much goal. 
goals. Like if I could grow up to be her, I'd be totally happy with it. Um, <laughs> her, uh, but yeah, so she does these new moon rituals there. So if she's doing one of those, I usually try to go just because it's nice to have a sense of uh, community. And it's also good to have a more structured, um, more structured ritual practice sometimes. Um, then out of that, like I throw in the odd spell here, mainly because like I was doing a lot of stuff at the beginning, like just so I knew like, okay, so this is how you ground yourself and this is how you cast a circle and this is how you do this and this is how you do this. And that's kind of good. But nowadays it's kind of like, you know, I have my daily stuff I do. Like I try to do basically a ritual, um, a daily ritual where I like, you know, thank the gods and, you know, kind of refresh my altar a little bit and pull a daily tarot card. Um, I also have uh, PTSD and I do work with the tarot. Um, that's actually a really cool program that I learned through Wild Soul Tarot called Trauma and the Tarot. And so I work with the tarot pretty effectively to like kind of help me through PTSD symptoms. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of just, you know, I'm still learning. I feel like like there's so many books I want to read. Um, I'm trying to form a non-appropriative practice, which means basically trying to go back to indigenous European stuff or, you know, stuff of my ancestors. And I'm, um, I'm Danish. So part of what I'm doing right now is I'm getting more into like Scandinavian pantheon and also like rune work and things like that. But that's all like really, really new things, but I also feel like I still need to be reading like beginning witch books to try to get more grounded, but also, I don't know. I'm a Capricorn moon, and if you don't know what that means, it means that I like to study everything and feel really confident about stuff before I actually do things. So, yes, that is me. Which is so funny, because if you knew her in real life, you would know that she can read something once and become an expert in it. Yeah. <laughs> when we were in college, we would be taking the same, we took some of the same classes because you had an English minor mm -hmm. and I would stay up all night, like until I couldn't sleep anymore studying for a test and then finally go to sleep at 2 a.m. And then I would wake up at 8 a.m. and Katie would still be awake on the couch writing a paper for another unrelated class, didn't even study for the test we're about to take, go in and get a better grade on the test. Yeah, I don't know. I'm... My brain is just weird. That's all I'm going to say. So, yeah. We'll have to dive deeper into your chart later and maybe find out why that is. No, it's because I'm all Capricorn. I'm like an Aquarius moon and then Capricorn, everything else except for my Mars and my Jupiter. That's, oh, and my, rise, yeah. and my rising. So, but I'm just all Capricorn. I did. Yeah, I did dig into your chart a little bit last night. I'm learning about the houses the astrological houses right now and so I know that Jessica Lignato says not to but I charted out all of my friends I texted the three of you that's what I said I have three friends but I texted the three of you the other day and I was like I need your birth times and then every single one of them sends me their birth date with their time and location oh I think I said I need the location but I was like I need your birth times and locations and they also mean their birthdays I'm like I've known you for 11 years I know when your birthdays are yeah, but it, it makes it easier <laughs> for you. I don't know. Yeah, but you definitely do have a lot of Capricorn. Yes. It's like, every yeah, so I'm trying to, learn, trying to learn about houses right now. That's kind of my, my goal for this week. Mm -hmm. Yay. Yeah. Except for my spouse doesn't know what time he was born. And so 
don't know what his houses look like. Well, I don't know. Do you want to ask your mother-in-law or that bad news bears? I mean, not really. I'd rather just go pay for a birth certificate. <laughs> I don't know what the laws are. Can I go in and just get a copy of my spouse's birth certificate? Probably. I was super sneaky. I don't know what's confidential. I was super sneaky. I got my boyfriend's birth time because his cousin was in town visiting and she was super pregnant. And um, his mom, like, because he was talking to the cousin about giving birth, his mom started telling stories about when John was born. And I was like, ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah. So what time was he born? Like, what? Can you tell me that? <laughs> nice. I did. I was at my parents over the weekend. And, uh, they're renewing their passports, so they have their birth certificates, uh, like, in a, a stack ready to take to, like, the post office or wherever they're going, and so I, like, snuck a peek at their birth certificates, and then the, my dad caught me, and I was like, what are all these papers for? I don't know what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Not that he would care. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. But I'm still kind of, and this will probably be a topic for another episode, but I'm still kind of in the broom closet with my family they know that I'm witchy but I think if I were to tell them I'm a witch they would feel weird about it well that's one thing like granted my family life is really complicated because I don't have a relationship with my biological mom um but my dad and my stepmom are really wonderful and supportive like uh for we no longer do Christian Easter like they just expect me to show up and do a ritual for the family so that's what our last two Easter's have been like um my gosh that's amazing but and they're like Basically, my stepmom is like, I don't care as long as it's not Christianity because she didn't have good feelings for the church growing up. Um, yeah. yeah, they're I'm super lucky that my family is very, very supportive of me being a witch. And I'm like, yeah. even in the middle of like trying to convert one of my younger stepsisters into being a witch. And, yeah. <laughs> well, then you got a book in the mail randomly yeah. and you texted all of us trying to figure out which one of you sent us sent which one of us sent you the witch book. Yeah, so. I got um, the, oh gosh, I don't remember the name of the author, Erica, mm, that's not good, um, but I got the House Witch book, um, and I was, yeah, I randomly got it in the mail, and I, there was no card or anything, so I was like, okay, I didn't order this, someone must have randomly sent it to me, so I start, um, you know, asking around, like, who sent this to me? Who sent this to me? And then I ask my dad, and he's like, oh, yeah, Donna got that for you. And Donna's my stepmom. And I was, yeah, no, it's really cool. My, I am very lucky in that I have a supportive family. Although, at first, because I was listening to Pam Grossman's podcast, and she is the most, like, out and proud witch that I have seen, um, I was like, that was my first introduction to the community, really. So I was like, okay, so we all need to be out and proud. I'm on board with that. So I didn't know that I was supposed to be quite. Now I know better. I'm like, I'm not out at work, obviously, but. But yeah, I definitely think there's probably a whole episode worth of information about the broom closet Mm -hmm. and all of that. And I think we touched on a lot of topics today that are need expansion. Like, you know, we mentioned your moon sign and your houses and I talked about the Saturn return like all the astrology stuff and tarot and um you know even the the wheel of the year the solar calendar and the lunar calendar could all be expanded on later I think we're both really excited to expand on that because it took us a long time to learn just a little bit that we know so we want to be able to share that so if we said anything today that was like what the hell are these girls talking about 
let us know if you want to, you know, hear something expanded on. We're on uh, Instagram and Twitter at babywitchpod. And our Gmail is babywitchpod at gmail.com. Yeah, so please email us any questions you might have. Um, I do also want to say that we are still very much learning. So if there were any mistakes we made or anything you want us to be aware of, please do um, let us know. You know, we'd rather, we're both learning here and would much rather learn than me in the dark about anything we might have done. Um, and that, oh. Yeah, it's a learning process for both of us still. I think that's part of the reason why we're doing this podcast is not only to share what we know that we wish we'd known sooner, but also it gives us an opportunity to learn more about subjects that we've been wanting to dive into. Yeah, no, like there's some subjects we have up and I'm like, ooh, but before I do that, I want to like learn about this and I don't know. Yeah, well, you said you're doing friends work and I was like, that's so interesting. I want to do an episode on that, Mm -hmm. but I have literally no knowledge about runes zero yeah. so <laughs> I'm probably you know, my own research and I'm first literally just learning about them as well like and I like they're really resonating with me and I really am enjoying working that, with them but it's literally like I've taken a class and done three things and but I don't know I'm trying to go down this non-appropriative path and it's bringing me to a lot of really cool stuff but it's also really scary because like Nazis I come from people who diverge into Nazis as well and I don't want to go down that path. Well, we won't call up those ancestors when doing ancestral work. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. <laughs> fuck Nazi. Yeah, fuck Nazi. Exactly. It's crazy. 2019 and we're like, well, yeah. Nazis are back, but so are witches and we're good now. Yes. So, Well, no, witches have probably always been good, well, always been but good. also we're not being persecuted because of religious freedom. Actually, that's my favorite part about the Church of Satan is that every time the like Christians are like, no, we need to have a statue. They're like, oh, but we get a statue too. Like, don't we get a statue? Yeah. Well, and then they have some stupid bill. I think it's Indiana or Ohio. Uh, it's like a fetal tissue bill and they have to, you have to bury your fetal tissue. And the Church of Satan came out and they're like, um, if you're a member of our church, you're exempt from that law. And it's so good. It's just like, oh, uh, you can't bury my fetal tissue. It's against my religion. I'm a, I'm a Satanist. That's badass. I kind of like, no, I love that because it's, you know, pro-choice, but also it has kind of satanic panicky vibes. And now that I'm a witch, I'm like, oh, but I don't want them to be like afraid of us or I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I want them to be afraid of me. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. That's the other part. It's like, I think Judica Isles said, you know, don't just say like, don't limit yourself in witchcraft because, you know, it's like the clawing a cat, a witch should be capable of both sides of magic. But I don't know. Yeah. Okay. You want to go ahead and wrap it up? Is there anything you want to say before we go? No, just, uh, it's been fun talking. And uh, yeah, I think this is a good start. And uh, thanks for everybody that listened. Or thanks to everybody that listened. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, we'll hopefully have something more for you, a little bit more uh, like informational and not so biographical soon. Yeah, no, <laughs> this is just an intro because I don't know, part of learning for me is at least seeing how other people have done, have gotten to the point where I want to be. So yeah. 
Absolutely. And also we had to test to see whether or not this records. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and also I did make an error. I think I was jabbering on about uh, zodiac signs and I misspoke and said that my sun sign is Capricorn. My sun sign is actually Aquarius and Capricorn's pretty much everything else. That's what I was jabbering on about. But uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're going to try to be getting this podcast out to you guys or to you all uh, every other Monday. So is there anything else that you want to add before we sign off tonight, Katie? Uh, you can find us on Instagram at babywitchpod. And I believe that's also our Twitter handle if you want to find us yes, there. Yes. You can also email us with any questions that you might have at babywitchpod at gmail.com. And yeah, please do email us. We are also learning. So if there's any mistakes or anything that you think that we should know about, feel free to send us a message. But be nice about it because we both work in customer service and um, we get paid to deal with jerks all day. So if you're a jerk, we're going to block and delete you. All right. Well, we will see you in two weeks on the next Magical Monday. Bye.